Welcome to the maiden episode of Politically Enraged. Get politically engaged and get politically enraged. Oh, good lord. Hello there. Welcome to the maiden episode of Politically Enraged, a podcast purpose-built for people that are just as fed up with modern politics as I am. If you don't know who I am, my name is Davey Moo, and I've spent the last two years making political satire videos on the internet, as well as creating a blog called Politically Enraged, and finally this podcast, because, well, the madness of the age kind of bears speaking about, if you ask me. I originally started off on TikTok, believe it or not, um, in April 2020. I downloaded it to kind of stave off lockdown boredom, and very quickly ended up linking up with people that felt the same way as I did, which was absolutely mind-blown at the corruption, the laziness, and the ineptitude of the Tory government. At the time, they'd been in power for a decade. Now they've been in power for 12. And it seems like things just keep getting worse. Maybe we're imagining it, but I don't think so. Although it wouldn't surprise me if we were all suffering from some collective state of mental malnourishment, because let's look at the uh, fascinating comings out of uh, Downing Street, shall we? See closing times. Bullying's okay. PPE VIP 123 Doremi. Is it really a shock that we've all gone a little bit mad? I don't think so. The reason that I came up with Politically Enraged was because I just felt alone in this strange climate that I just couldn't ignore anymore. I'd always been political in my head and I was always quite outspoken about right-wing media because I studied media at university. And me and my mum used to argue weekly about the fact that she read the Daily Mail. And then suddenly it just was something I couldn't ignore anymore. It kind of all really started for me, like someone I know, actually. Um, Femi and me both kind of came to political awakening because of Brexit, I think. I'd always been quietly political before, but I just I didn't feel smart enough to talk about how I felt or kind of have debates with people around it and then everything kicked off with Brexit. I spent so much time researching and you know I came down on the side of well I mean clearly we're better off staying in the EU and you know when we voted to leave I knew that it was going to go wrong but I sat back and went okay this is what the country wants and I'm not going to lie I've spent a vast proportion of the time from between then and now going I bloody told you so. It's one of the joys of being a northerner is that I get to say it in that way and no one gets to look at me like I've recently come off my meds. Either way, that was when it really came clear to me that politics, which was an institution that bored me but that I held in high esteem, was obviously going sideways, to put it mildly. Knowing that there were malicious campaigns out there to mislead the public and how eagerly the public gobbled it up was maddening. And I remember reaching out to family and friends and talking to them about Brexit and saying that it was a bad idea. And there was this weird sense that I'd never gotten before that it, was, it wasn't just okay to be proud to be British. You had to like wield that like a weapon. And the real tipping point for me was that at the time I lived in a little town called Batley and my local MP was Joe Cox. And I got leaflets from Joe Cox all the time through my letterbox. I remember reading them and thinking, God, she's, she seems really good to this lady. I really like her. And at the time, 
The day she was murdered, I was off work and I drove up and parked in front of the library where her surgery was. I went to the doctors, I got my medication, I got out, got into my car, drove off, and about 15 minutes later, Joe Cox was murdered by a right-wing extremist. And it was then that I realised how much there was to win and lose in politics. The worst thing is losing someone that's good at it. And Joe Cox was a great politician. And I, if Brendan Cox, her husband, ever sees this, I hope that he knows that I hold and held her in high esteem. But it was then that I realised that people will use fear and manipulation as a weapon to kind of guide you towards their brand of politics. But it that was the start of an awakening towards how messed up British politics actually is. Spending the last few years watching PMQs and, and listening to, you know, parliamentary process just get thrown out of the window bit by bit by bit has, has driven me insane because as much as I was kind of interested in the bits of politics that would affect me and my friends and my family before, suddenly I realised that this institution that was so important and that affected everything from, you know, how well educated you come out of school to how much you'd pay for petrol was just being worn away by these toothless asses who were in charge. And I suddenly realised that no one was doing anything about it. And I'd studied media at uni and, you know, at the time everyone said it was a Mickey Mouse degree, but that degree has taught me to look and think critically at every single thing that comes out in the press. And the horror with which I look at things that come out in the press now are unreal. You know, the, the way that things are presented are just so disturbing because politics has become something I don't recognise and so has the media. I used to want to be a journalist. I used to want to work in broadcast journalism or possibly just the radio and I decided against it because I spoke to BBC journalists who basically said yeah you kind of just need to throw out your morals and if you throw out your morals and publish what you're told to publish then you'll do really well and that was the moment I kind of looked at British politics and the media and the intersection between them and went this is wrong so I'd like to put my degree to some use and talk critically about the representation of politics and politicians in media, which is why very quickly you'll find that I jump onto the human lobster pot that is Boris Johnson and try and explain how the media has created a monster which it really needs to address and undo. And when you look at certain situations that are going on at the moment, because I'm recording this on the 13th of January 22, this is all about Boris Johnson being in disgrace because he attended a Downing Street party while we were all in lockdown. Johnson's media presence has always been very carefully crafted by him and a legion of people behind the scenes who know that everybody wants a laffy daffy affable prime minister who they think that they could go for a pint with. But the truth about Boris Johnson is that you could drop dead in front of him and he'd just step over you to get to the bank and withdraw another 150k which he thinks is chicken feed. And I think it's far past time that British people were made aware of that in an in-your-face way. One of the things that I've become obsessed with recently that is one of the galvanising reasons behind making this podcast and behind making my blog and making the content that I do on the internet is that I hate how inaccessible 
obvious and important information is. It's sometimes hidden away behind paywalls or hidden away behind having to go to university or just simply because the media and politicians will hide stuff from people and people aren't trained to search for those things. I still believe in Great Britain, but I think that we're a shadow of what we could be because a lot of people haven't been shown the light and haven't been shown that we could be great if only we'd embrace the ideals behind what Britain actually is. We are a colonial nation. We were built by immigrants and that means that we need to embrace people that come here from abroad because they are the ones that made this nation great. We need to stop ostracizing people because of their gender, because of their sexuality, because of their sex, age, race. Diversity is what's important in Britain because if we were all the same, then what good would we be as a country? Everyone has different strands that they can lend to themselves and each other. And that's what makes a nation great. And I will say as well, I'm desperate to talk about patriotism in this podcast. Because it seems like the idea of patriotism has been corrupted into something I don't recognise. To me, a patriot is someone that would lay down their life for the good of a country. A patriot is someone that would do things for the good of the country and for its people. For example... If there's a deadly virus floating around and someone says you might have to go into isolation for a couple of weeks, it's a real patriot that can stand being put into isolation for two weeks for the good of himself and his fellow man. Patriotism isn't just waving a flag. Patriotism is sacrificing for the people that you claim to care about. And right now, with a populist government, it seems like people think quite the opposite, that patriotism is just waving a flag and not doing anything that that flag stands for. Ultimately, I've created this podcast because it's been a lonely few years until I found my online political savant friends. I have a WhatsApp group that I'm literally active in all day, every day, because through social media and complaining about the unfairness of the system, I ended up making some amazing friends, all of whom are going to be on this podcast one after the other, so we can talk about their views, their feelings, their ideas. And that's what this is for. It's to uplift voices of common sense and goodness, morality, that you wouldn't otherwise hear. I don't care how successful this podcast gets. Ultimately, it's kind of like a spoken diary to me. But I do hope it goes somewhere, because the people that I know are very special, and I want to give them a platform to speak in plain terms about how they feel about everything that's going on, be it creeping fascism, racism, sexism, transphobia, all of these things need to be addressed and they all do go under the umbrella of politics. So for me, this podcast is an outlet for talking about things at length that I don't even get the chance to do on my TikTok or on Twitter or any of the other social media. And even if I do have my blog, I feel like it's a little bit more accessible to hear me talk. Not the least because obviously I've got a beautiful Northern accent and I know how many people out there love it. Just so we're clear, that was a joke. Please don't cancel me, I'm sorry. For today, I guess I just want to focus on the idea that I want us to reclaim greatness. I want us to be a country that we can all be proud of. Because to me at the minute, it seems like you can only be proud of this country if you're one of the worst facets of it. Everyone that cries the loudest gets the placard, and I don't see why that's the case. And as more and more authoritarian laws come in and more and more terrifying things are happening, 
this country becomes something I don't recognise and that I'm not proud of. But I want to be proud of England, and I want it to be representative of everyone that lives here, and I want it to be safe, and I want us to be prosperous. And the way that we do that is by talking about the mistakes that we've made, addressing them and moving forward. I don't see how else we can do that other than with this course, so that's exactly what this podcast is for. I have also mentioned that I want it to be collaborative. I know that there's people out there that like to listen to me talk, like to watch my videos, like to engage with me online. And this is for you. I want you guys to reach out and tell me what you want episodes about, what you want to talk about, the kind of discourse that this is going to evolve into as it hopefully does grow. This podcast isn't just for me to waffle on it myself, although I do enjoy doing that. This podcast is so that we can speak in plain and easy terms about the dangers that we're facing and the ways that we can get around them and move forward. Ultimately, this podcast isn't just a vanity project. It's because I understand how difficult it is to be a left-winger when your government is goose-stepping further to the right every day in front of you. And by goose-stepping, I don't just mean Jacob Rees-Mogg on the gin trying to walk into Parliament and lay down on the benches. This podcast is specifically for people who feel the same way as me so that we don't feel quite as alone in a world that has made us feel lonely through lockdowns and ostracisation and being belittled in the media every single day. And it's also a podcast to strike a blow against the people that use work as a pejorative. If you think it's insulting to be aware of or awoken to racial injustice, I don't think you understand what that even means. So this podcast is the first step towards getting our footing back, everyone. Making Great Britain great again. Something to be proud of. It's a lot of work, and I'm not saying that this podcast is the only thing that's going to do it. But it sure is hell my outlet for it. So I hope you enjoy it. And remember, stay politically engaged and get politically enraged. Thank you for tuning in to the pilot episode of Politically Enraged. I hope you enjoyed it. I know it was a bit waffly. This is just me setting up the premise because there's a lot we need to talk about and a lot we need to do. As I've said, this is a podcast that I want you to be involved in. So if you've got any ideas, feel free to submit them to me on Twitter. And I look forward to speaking to everyone out there soon. Thank you.